This is Politics on Fire, the podcast about how our political division is destroying our democracy. I'm Dr. George Flynn. I'm a physician, broadcast station owner, and businessman, but I'm not a politician. We'll learn how politics is on fire and what you can do about it to keep it from destroying our democracy. Welcome to the show. Today is going to be a serious message because we've got serious challenges going on. We live in the Mid-South, in the Memphis area, Shelby County, and there's an old song from, uh, and I don't mean to go to songs, but there's an old song from 76 Trombones. Uh, It's called The Music Man. And we've got trouble right here in River City. And we do have trouble. Now I can go through and we can talk about the trouble. The trouble is violence. We've got gang violence. We've got youth violence. We've got adult violence. We've got, you know, elderly violence. But the violence I'm talking about now is youth and gang violence. And this is not limited to any race. It's not limited to any political persuasion. It's not limited to any real socioeconomic group, though it tends to be in the lower economic group. And what I'm wondering is, what is the cause and what are the cures? People say the cause is education, lack of education. And we can do something about that. But I think it's more than that. We're educating and educating and educating. We're helping people get jobs. And we're assuming if they have jobs, they're going to be productive members of society and not violent criminals. Well, we got violent criminals. Some of them are well-educated. Some of them dropped out of high school. Some of them finished high school. Some of them went to college. What is the big problem here? So we've got education, and then we have laws. We've got plenty of laws on the books. So the lawmakers have made the laws. And then we've got law enforcement. And then do we have enough law enforcement? Do you think we have enough law enforcement? Do you think the law enforcement officers that you see out there, the firemen, the police, the sheriff's deputies, Do you thank them for putting themselves on the line for you and me? Because that's what they're doing. Every day when they get dressed and they put on that badge and they put on all of the safety equipment and their firearm, their sidearm, every day when they get in that car, they're in danger because they're responding for us. Now, We've got law enforcement, 
But then also, when the criminals are arrested, what happens? Are they prosecuted? Does the judicial system do their part? Are they handed out proper sentencing? Do they serve their time or do they get out and repeat? Or do they, before trial, do they bail out, get bail and get out and repeat while they're on bail? Something's going on. And I believe you know it and I know I know it. We see far too many, and I'll call them victims, because the criminals are out there looking for people, you and me, when we're not paying attention. First thing you do is pay attention. Look up, don't be texting and, and, and working, talking on your phone. Look around you, see what's going on. You can avoid danger so much easier than you can fix the problem when you get into danger. So I'm saying avoid it at all possible. And criminals look for the most vulnerable of us, the people that are not paying attention. And that's you and me sometimes, when we're not paying attention. Now there have been episodes of carjacking and carjacking can ha happen anytime, especially at night if you're at a, at a gas station, filling up your car, uh, carjacker, if you leave your keys in the car, they'll come up and start the car and drive off with you sitting there trying to fill it up with gas. So make sure you take your keys out, turn off your car, and make sure you're in a well-lighted place and look around. Look around while it's all going on and don't be in a place <clears throat> where you might be in danger. You can tell, your body will tell you if you're going to be in danger or not. I mean, it's a sixth sense that you have. Don't say you don't have it because you have it. You know, I'm in danger now and the best thing I can do is get out of danger. Whatever I need to do, you just get out of danger. So that's taking personal responsibility. But what about the other things? We mentioned education. So maybe we can educate people, students, young students, to not do things that are not within, just say, the Ten Commandments. Don't do those things. Obey the Ten Commandments. One thing you might do is explain to young kids that the online games or whatever it is, car theft, uh, grand theft auto, the games that they're playing online, they're not real. They're fantasy. Because so many people with, involved in carjackings get started with grand theft auto games and they think, oh, it's normal. That's what everybody does. It's not. It's a game. And the movies are extremely violent. We've got to explain to them, this is not real life. This is a fantasy life. 
because they're going to make the movies and people are going to go to the movies and people are going to play the games because that is a part of our society now. But we've got to explain for the young kids growing up between ages one and seven, that's when everything's formed between ages one and seven. After seven, all of the general ideas are matured. So between ages one and seven, explain to them, these are fantasy games. They're not real. Uh, and make sure that, and this is your responsibility. First, you're responsible to make sure you and your family are safe. Then you make sure in education, you've done it. You've educated, you've helped educate your kids. Don't just send them off to school and say, I've done my part, I got them dressed, I got them breakfast, and then I got them to school. Sometimes the schools even serve breakfast. So don't abdicate or give up your responsibility for your kids to the schools. They are overwhelmed. The schools are overwhelmed. They cannot teach morals the way you can. They can try, but you have the, you're, you're, you're their model, they're your, you're their role model. And how you act is more the role model than what you say. So that's an idea that I want you to think about how you can help prevent crime. What else can you do? We can support the police. We can support by voting for whatever it takes to fully fund the police department, fully staff the police department so that they can serve and protect us. They have it on the car, serve and protect. That's what they're there for. And that's what I want you to do is look how you can assist them in serving and protecting and let them know they're appreciated. And let's fund the police, not defund the police. Now this is, a, is an issue where we seem to be totally divided politically. We're divided somewhat religiously, but this is an issue where we need to come together, come together, put aside everything that we think is dividing us and let's attack this problem. Everybody seems to want, especially on the news, seem to want to enumerate, list the problems. List this problem, this problem. We had a carjacking here, we had a person killed here, we had this here, we had this. Oh, how horrible it is. Well, it is horrible. They're right. But they got half the sentence. The other half that nobody seems to want to talk about is what are we going to do about it? And I'm saying, we need to do something. I've looked around and there's nobody coming to rescue us. So I'm saying it's up to you and me to do the rescuing. We need to come together. We need to have neighborhood meetings. We need to have neighborhood watch. Let's watch, for, watch out for each other. See what's going on. Keep an eye on things. Don't let, don't leave your house unlocked. Don't leave your car unlocked. Don't leave a, an open door 
inviting theft. You know, the police will help you with Neighborhood Watch. The police will help you. They'll come out and they'll talk to you about things you can do to keep your area safe. And people say, well, I can't keep my area safe. It's the whole city that needs to be safe. And then some people will say, well, the whole city, I, we're going to keep the whole city safe. No, I just need to, I want to focus on my area. That is an excuse to not do anything. Some people say, well, I, I need to worry about the whole city. I can't worry about my little area. An excuse. And people say, well, I can't worry about my area. We got the whole city. An excuse. And I don't, no more excuses. We need to clean this up. We need to have this the safest city in the United States. And you and I can do this. We can get together. We can make it safe. We can put aside our differences and unite to make our city safe. Stop the crime. Stop the reasons for the crime. What's the motive? Well, they just wanted to, you know, they wanted to go shoot somebody like they do on TV. No, that's fantasy. They do. The news does blow up and magnify a shooter situation in another city. And there are copycats all over the place. The news needs to minimize it, not be so dramatic. Just present the news and not so much the drama of the news. Present it. And if it's bad, say it's a bad thing to do. And say how bad it is to do this and how we need to prosecute these people. Put them in jail for their full sentence. Now, our jails are overcrowded. Well, we need to get these people off the street so that you and I can walk the streets safely not fearing for gunshots and not hearing a loud noise and saying, is it a car backfiring? Is it a firecracker or is it a gunshot? We are traumatized right now, and it's time for us to stand up, speak out, and do something rather than just cower in fear. I'm Dr. George Flynn. I want you to think about these things, and we'll get together soon about it. Thank you for being a part of Politics on Fire podcast. I'm Dr. George Flynn, and I ask you to subscribe for early notification of each new podcast. Of course, your comments are always welcome. Thank you.